Hello again. Uh, hello again. Here we are uh, with with Capes and Japes, the podcast you know and love, bringing you all the weird, wild uh, comics books facts. Um, we're continuing our journey into spooky villains for the spooky month of October. Um, and today we are talking about Galactus, the devourer of worlds. He's gonna um, eat them all. He's gonna, he's just gonna chomp on them. Um, who despite uh, being a, a very, a very scary looking dude and having, uh, going by the name the devourer of worlds, um, is not always the most evil. Um, I know, but, uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, when I pitched this to E when we were talking about, um, what, uh, what <laughs> villains we wanted to cover this month, um, I was like, oh, you're probably the Joker, uh, Green Goblin's kind of, like, Halloween-themed, uh, maybe one of the, the big men, you know, like Galactus or Thanos or Darkseid, you know, the big men. You know. Just those big men. <laughs> Comics just really loved um, extremely large men who were frequently some shade of purple <laughs> who just, like, destroy universes. I mean, what would destroy a universe other than a big purple man? <laughs> I can't think of anything. Um, I can't think of anything that would do it. Um, so, uh... Galact Galactus is one of those men. Galactus is is maybe the biggest of the big men. Um The thing is, he's just he's so big. He's unspeakably big. Um but uh still fight superheroes sometimes. Uh so uh he was uh created for uh the Fantastic Four. Um Marvel's uh flagship title which is always like it's always wild to me how much of like Marvel's initial popularity sprang from the Fantastic Four and how much people don't really pay attention to the Fantastic Four now in like mainstream culture um yeah but most people at least know they will recognize they the name Fantastic Four. They do. They definitely know who the Fantastic Four are. Um, but in 2018, with how much other Marvel properties have like sped to like the height of everybody's awareness, Fantastic Four is kind of like kind of dwindling near the bottom. It's like we're here too. You know um, what the problem is? What they didn't really have any good movies. They had some very bad movies. Um, and also Reed Richards is the pits. That is also true. <laughs> Part of the problem of it is their lead character is the pits. Um, but, so, uh, Galactus was created for the Fantastic Four uh, by Stanley and Jack Kirby. Um, a very, very well-known duo whose partnership kind of launched a lot of early Marvel titles. Not Spider-Man, 
notably, because that was uh, Stan Lee with Steve Ditko, but a whole bunch of other ones. Um, it was also, uh, as with a lot of these, uh, pretty famously contentious. Uh, Jack, <laughs> Jack Kirby held uh, a lot of resentment towards Stan Lee and felt like he didn't get enough credit for what he was doing. Um, which, like, to be fair, uh, Jack Kirby did do, like, a lot of the actual, like, by most people's account, a lot of the actual plotting of most of these stories, and then, like, Stan Lee kind of, like, wrote the dialogue and, like, the narration text and stuff. Um, but so the two of them, um, for their, uh, Fantastic Four comic are trying to come up with, like, you know, something new to punch it up, and they're like, well, okay, instead of a a supervillain who's, you know, sort of bound by, you know, like, revenge or he wants to take over the world or whatever, what about, like, a, just, just a, just a god? Hey, can they fight a god? <laughs> and nobody was there to tell him that they couldn't because, um, it was before, like, continuity really existed. <laughs> um... So they're like, yeah, sure, the Fantastic Four can fight a god, probably. Um, I mean, why not? So, I mean, who's, who's, who's going to stop them? Um, so they create Galactus. Um, and Galactus's design is a very Jack Kirby look. Um, a lot of Jack Kirby, and Jack Kirby is like one of the most uh, respected names in the history of comics, is like, considered by most to be a genius. Um, some of his designs do look a little bit silly. But to <laughs> be like fair, the comics were a very silly medium for a while in there. No, that's absolutely true, and I think it's appropriate and it's fitting, and Galactus's look is, you know, super iconic and otherworldly. Um... It's just also, it's very Kirby in the sense that it's like, hey, why's he got that, that funny looking hat? Because he wanted to. He just wants to have a weird hat with little, like, triangle brackets on either side of it. It helps him digest the world. Yeah, it's, it's, a, very, it's a very important part of, uh, of his whole thing. Um, so, uh, they, uh... So they come up with this guy, uh, Galactus, this, this fella. Um, and it is, it's also funny to, like, compare the way that they, they talk about it, um, and to see Stan Lee, like, well, I, we wanted to do, like, a guy who's, like, a demigod, but then we were trying to think of, like, well, what'll make him different? And then we were like, oh, what if, what if he wasn't trying to conquer the world? What if he just wanted to, like, absorb it um and kirby's like well first of all we had to make money and then second of all and he starts like going off about like like galactus and the silver surfer and like the bible and fallen angels and stuff um but the thing the thing that is consistent in their uh initial pitch of galactus is that like he's not actually evil like, he's not doing things because he hates, like, life and he wants to destroy stuff. He's, like, he's, he's above that. He's beyond it. 
he's, you know, a demigod. He's just, he's doing this to survive. And, like, human morals are, like, not on a scale that's like, matters or is even comprehensible to him. Um, which is, uh, a pretty ballsy thing to put in your comic books that's largely about, you know, cool strong guys punch the, the bad crime guys. But... It's a very interesting concept. It is. It's uh it's pretty rad. Um so when he's he's introduced to the uh the Fantastic Four in the um in the 60s, I think it's 66. Uh yeah, in 1966. Um so they've already kind of uh brought in a Especially in Fantastic Four, they've brought in a lot of these other kind of alien concepts, which is uh, a lot of what Kirby, like, was focused on was kind of, like, weird, otherworldly, alternate dimensions, space stuff, um, which you see with uh, Thor and with his, uh, his, his stuff that he does with DC, with, with Darkseid and Apocalypse and all that. Um, so they've uh they they brought in the scrolls um who are you know continue to be a huge part of uh of marvel continuity um they've brought in the uh uh uatu the watcher um and the idea of the the watchers as a uh as a as a, a race um who are these uh these cosmic beings who are, uh, kind of in charge of just, as the name implies, you know, observing the events of the universe and, uh, cataloging them and remembering what happens and keeping track of it. Um, I mean, you gotta. You, somebody's gotta do it. Um, and Uatu is this one watcher who's been recurring in, uh, Fantastic Four in this, at this point, um, doesn't he die at some point? I definitely does. Uh, I can't. I can't remember it when. But he's he's been he's done a lot. I think he <laughs> gets murdered. A lot of yeah, yeah. What? Oh, here we go. Uh, it's in it's in original sin. There it is. Not original sins. A different thing. Um, but yeah, that's the one that's about uh trying to find out who. Uh, who killed him. But anyways, we're not talking about Uwatu. We're talking about Galactus. Um, <laughs> so they've already introduced the idea that, like, oh, yeah, there's just a bunch of aliens in uh, in the Marvel Universe, and they're all, you know, kind of running around. There's a whole lot of stuff going out in space that uh, nobody's really aware of. Uh, and so um, they... In, it's a, a three-issue story arc um that introduces galactus um in fantastic four and uh so the i think it's yeah uatu tells them that tells the fantastic four that uh galactus is coming and they're like whoops and he's <laughs> like okay so uh there's this huge dude named galactus um and he eats worlds. <laughs> and the Fantastic Four are like, what? And they're like, yeah, he just goes to, like, a planet 
and he just absorbs its whole essence and life force, uh, and destroys everything on it, uh, and then he goes to the next planet. And they're like, why? And Iwatu's like, because that's how, uh, that's how he, that's what he needs to do to survive. It's like how, you know, we eat plants or meat. It's like that, but just with, just with whole planets full of people. Um. Because, I mean, when you're that big. He's so, he's so big. Um, and he's like, okay, and he's sending, uh, he sends, he has this messenger that he sends to, like, scout out planets to go find planets that he can eat. And I'm trying to shield the Earth from this guy, um, the Silver Surfer. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I'll be able to, to protect it. Um, cause, and then the surfer, like, you know, moves past, like, Uatu's defenses and is like, Oh, sweet Earth! Hey! Hey! Come eat this! <laughs> um, and then over the course of this, um, much of the plot of this storyline is about, um, the Silver Surfer kind of hanging out on Earth with the Fantastic Four and then eventually being like, oh, you guys are all right. I don't really want you to get eaten. Um, and then helps them to uh, send Galactus away. And then Galactus is like, fine, but you're stuck on Earth forever. And then he goes and has his own adventures on Earth. Um, I'll find myself but- a new guy who won't <laughs> make friends with the locals that I'm trying to eat. <laughs> god damn it um the um funny thing about the silver surfer is that uh he stan lee claims that when they were um first like doing a first pass at like this first issue he's like i looked and jack had just drawn some nut on a surfboard i was like jack what the heck is this and he, he was like oh well i thought galactus should have a herald um and I thought he should have a surfboard because spaceships are boring, but surfboards are cool. Um, I mean, and then fair. It is. I mean, it's true. And Stanley was like, "Oh, all right, I guess." And then he, um, he came to love the Silver Surfer so much that he got mad when other people wrote <laughs> the Silver Surfer, and he like wouldn't let anybody else write Silver Surfer comics for like a really long time. And eventually he was like, aw, I mean, I guess you can, but, like, that's my guy. That's my that's son. That's my dude. That's my son, the Silver Surfer. Um, I'm so proud of him. God, I love him. The way that, um, the way that the Fantastic Four, uh, get Galactus to leave is that there is a, um, a super advanced weapon that's on, uh, Galactus's uh home planet where he lives um called how big is that planet (laughs) it's big (laughs) if galactus can eat our planet and he has a planet that he lives on ooh, space (laughs) whoa um but this thing is called the um the the ultimate nullifier and uh it's it's like just a thing that can erase anything from existence 
Boy, howdy. <laughs> Which is, it's wild that this exists and that Galactus has it. I'm sure there's, like, a lot more mythology here that I don't know about. Um, but Galactus just, I, keeps this on his planet, and they're like, you have to go get this, because it's the only thing that can destroy Galactus. They don't destroy Galactus, they just say, hey, hey, go away, or we'll shoot you with this. And he leaves, and they're like, yeah, don't come back! <laughs> um, because Galactus would, he's like, I guess I would rather continue existing and not eat Earth than be destroyed by this, I don't know, alien laser ultimate thing. Um, and it's fine because it's like, wow, the most powerful weapon in the universe. And then it's like, actually, uh, the infinity gems are the most powerful thing in the universe. And it's like, oh, actually, uh, it's this. Um, uh, actually, uh, they made something more powerful because people got bored of that one. And, uh, really tired of it. Uh, so originally they were just, this was just going to be a one-shot story for Fantastic Four. Um, because, you know, there's only, (laughs) there's only so many times you can bring back a demigod who eats worlds (laughs) without him starting to lose a little bit of, you know, the menace. Um, but people love this dude. Like, they could not get enough of this this big man who loves to eat worlds um so uh he is he has uh persisted <laughs> to this day um the uh the backstory they come up with in uh the 80s um is that uh so galactus is basically the uh <laughs> the oldest living being that there is um and he existed before the big bang um that must have been so boring uh, just so boring um i mean it's not because it's like oh yeah there were like a bunch of uh uh planets and stuff before the big bang and like uh that's not how that lived theory goes and stuff no, that's it. Um, because he did live on a planet and had a spaceship, but it was before the Big Bang. Um, once so again, I don't... comics don't know what science is. Nobody knows what science is, but this is a giant man who eats planets, so it's fine. Um, and he, uh, he, okay. The rest of the people who are trying to escape his planet are killed. But he sort of merges, kind of comes under the protection, sort of, of uh, this cosmic entity called Eternity, who is one of several beings in the Marvel Universe who exist kind of outside, you know, human perception or explanation, and are like kind of, I guess, gods sort of um it's all very it's very strange <laughs> um but uh he uh eternity prevents uh prevents him from dying his original name uh which is uh gallon um how is that prevents- spelled g a l a n okay cuz my brain thought 
G-A-L-L-O-N. <laughs> Gallon. Just gallons of planets that he eats. His name is Gallon. On a counter, he eats a gallon of planet a day. <laughs> um, so he... He... Okay. He changes and gestates for billions of years in an egg made of the debris of his ship that the current universe formed after the Big Bang. I... So... He becomes a beautiful but, butterfly. And then he becomes a beautiful butterfly. Um, no, and then he comes out and he's, uh, Galactus. So hungry. He's, he's, yeah, he's a very hungry caterpillar. Um, so he, he emerges as this, uh, extremely powerful, uh, essentially omnipotent being. Um, what his ability, his ability suite is called the, uh, the the power cosmic capital p capital c um and it's uh it's kind of a catch-all for just basically being a god <laughs> um it's yep. just kind of the the larger implication there um and it's uh <laughs> feats which have included Universal cosmic awareness, telepathy, telekinesis, energy production, size alteration, transmutation of matter, teleportation of objects across space, creation of force fields, interdimensional portals, creation of life, resurrection, manipulating souls, memories, and emotions, and mass-scale events such as recreating dead worlds in every detail, and destroying multiple solar systems simultaneously. So just, basically, he can do whatever he wants, because he's Galactus. Yeah, so just, just, just anything. Anything. Just anything. Anything you could do. He could anything, do better. He could do he could do better for sure. Um so uh he uh he he builds he creates a new planet, um that's actually sort of a more like a space station because he built it. Um and he starts He's like, all right, well, in order to uh, sustain myself in my new omnipotent state, I need uh, somebody to go around and find planets for me. Um, and he does this a bunch of times. Um, the Silver Surfer is actually his third herald, which is surprising because after the... <laughs> he was around for a very long time before the Silver Surfer, and he had two. And then after the Silver Surfer, he had, like, ten. Because <laughs> he just starts, like, burning through them real quick. I, I mean, you you get two good ones, and then you get a kind of a clunker, and then what are you going to do after that? Try to find a yeah. good one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, and no, I th the first one um, is, like, a robot that he, uh, he, like, builds to serve as his, uh, herald. The second one gets, like, wants to do too much murder. And he's like, alright, calm down. Um, <laughs> and the Silver Surfer is, uh, part of a planet. Uh, he's, he has, a, he has a real name. Um, and his real name is, uh, Norin Rad. Um, 
I was trying Ari. to remember what it was, and I'm like, it's some weird thing that sounds like it could almost be normal. Oh god, yeah. what is it? <laughs> Basically, that's it. Um, Norin Rad, Rad with two Ds, so it's like, you know, like kind of an alien name. Um, and the, this, the, he's a, he's like, uh, an astronomer on a planet that Galactus is coming to eat, and he says, wait, please don't eat my planet, I will be your herald as long as you, uh, don't eat my planet. <laughs> um, my wife and, and my children are on this planet. He does, he does have, he has a girlfriend, at least, which is, like, ugh, heterosexuality once again. Um, in space, unlikely. Space heterosexuality. Um, Didn't but, you uh, know? Space is gay. Space is gay now. Space belongs to the gays. Um, but so, Galactus is like, yeah, cool. Um, and so he does, the thing he does with his, uh, with his heralds is he gives them, like, a very small amount of his his power, his power cosmic, capital P, capital C. Um, and then they are able to kind of, you know, not not do big planet destroying type stuff, but do some, you know, cool cool teleportation things and also, you know, travel through space and find planets. Um, and then let them know about the planets that they find. Um and apparently, originally, the Silver Surfer was like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna find planets that don't have anybody living on them. And Galactus is like, uh, I can read your mind and control your actions. So, no, that's not what you're gonna do. Curses. Which is cool. Um, I mean, maybe planets a- that have sapient life on them taste better. They're tastier. Um, it is like... There's there's obviously a lot of bummers in the Galactus thing, but just like reading like through the whole list of like it's like oh this is a person that Galactus kidnapped and forced to be his herald. This is another person that Galactus kidnapped and forced to be his herald. Took away their free will. It's like ah Galactus, uh, but he doesn't care because he doesn't like care really about free will or you know people's lives because they're irrelevant to him because he is unto a god. Uh, he's just so hungry. He's just so hungry. Um, so he's not... The Fantastic Four have, uh, have made him promise that he's not gonna eat Earth. Which is like, he could! <laughs> um, but they, they, they've, they've struck a deal. That Galactus isn't going to eat Earth. Um, but he is just sort of still hanging around in the universe. So it's like sometimes he shows up and starts, uh, you know, convincing people to be his herald. Or uh, sometimes, like, the Fantastic Four teams up with him at one point because they need him to defeat this uh, this villain called the... Sphinx. And this is sort of where we get into, like, okay, you do lose a lot of the menace of your uh, demigod if, like, he's part of a a cool, wacky superhero team-up, um, is the thing. Um, but then because, you know, because so much of the Marvel Universe kind of expands beyond 
uh, the confines of Earth, there's like a whole bunch of other planets that Galactus can eat, and he does. And a lot of times, you you know, people find aliens that are like, oh, our whole world was destroyed by Galactus. It's like, well, uh, tough, I guess. I don't <laughs> that, know. That sucks. Can't relate. Yeah. Um, Maybe you should have um, made him Pinky Promise. <laughs> no. Um, at one point, uh, they, uh, a bunch of different aliens um, put Galactus on trial um, for the very, the, all of the, um, the big murders that he's done. Um, and uh, this uh, eternity, this kind of cosmic god, you know, eternal conceptual being, um, comes in and is like, no, you see, Galactus is necessary for the cosmic order. He keeps he? things in balance. He was, you know, he's, uh, he's the, the, the balance between eternity and death were these two cosmic forces. Um, and some people brought up in response to this, like, that doesn't really seem to be true. Because he does, like, he does, he eats whole planets. And it feels like that shouldn't really be called for in any situation. Because it is kind of a genocide. Yeah. Like, it seems so. Hi, we have uh, Galactus on trial for crimes against uh, a whole, the whole <laughs> universe, basically. Yeah. And everything. some dude shows up and he's like, well, hold on. One second. What if Galactus was doing us a favor by killing all these people and planets? What if it was a good thing? Um, maybe it was. Hey, do you think about that? Um, but, uh, so that's, I mean, that's the thing that kind of comes out of, you know, trying to, you know, justify the continued existence of your world devouring dude who everybody likes because like the the thing is like it is reasonable to have you know a character whose thing is that you know they've been around for a billion years and sentient life is largely irrelevant to them um because they're more powerful than anything in existence and also you know they can watch entire like worlds like come and go within their lifetime um so they don't really have a concept of like you know destroying planets is like bad because morality doesn't really matter to them either um and you can like do that but it is a little whack to be like oh it's okay though because everybody thinks galactus is really cool um <laughs> comics 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 i'm begging you um there's also a point where, uh, first of all, he, uh, he hangs out with Squirrel Girl and it's amazing. That's just very important for everyone to know. He hangs out with Squirrel Girl and they both make fun of Thanos. They're friends and... <laughs> They're cool buds, um, because several other people have, um, but, like, Ryan North also very much embraced 
I mean, embrace the comedic potential of everything in Squirrel Girl, but very much embrace the comedic potential of, like, this dude just eats planets. Like, he just he gobbles them up. Like, that's a wild... <laughs> Vor jokes aside, it's kind of, it's sort of, I mean, it's bad when it happens and the planet's gone, but just as a character pitch, it's a little bit funny. <laughs> It's a little bit of a funny kind of just like phrase to put to put into existence. Um, this is Galactus. He eats planets, and we love him. He eats planets, and he's our friends. Um, he also at one point um, he gets like kind of re- reverted or like transformed into. Um, uh, 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 the life bringer, Galactus, and he starts putting planets back. Oof, he must have eaten a bad planet. He ate, he eats, he eats a bad planet. Um, no, so for a little bit, he's kind of, uh, he's just like a cool, helpful guy who, uh, fixes planets, uh, and then a, uh, a couple of other cosmic beings are like, no, you eating planets is necessary for the balance of the universe, which again, I don't see how that's true and it sucks. And Galactus is like, I think, well, the universe is different now, so I think I'm good. And they're like, no. And they uh, revert him back into, uh, they revert him back into World Devourer Galactus and then he changes back again. Um, I think right now, currently, He's world-eating Galactus again. Um, I mean, just just wait a couple months. Uh, yeah. Because it just, just like Persephone, he ate some pomegranate seeds, and sometime out of the year, he's life-bringing, and sometimes out of the year, he's death-bringing. <laughs> sometimes it just be like that. Um, this, that, this is, this is, this is sort of the problem with a lot of the big men, is that when you start trying to do a lot of storylines with them, they go from being a, like a capital BM big man to just being sort of, you know, a big guy who you gotta fight. Um, DC had this problem with Darkseid, like, a lot. Like, especially in, like, New 52, where it's like, uh, you know, oh, it's just like, Darkseid's just like, a really powerful guy who the Justice League is fighting. Uh-oh, he's, like, really strong. Um, as a, like, which they're trying to, <laughs> trying to revert a little bit in the current Mr. Miracle to be like, no, I mean, he's a god. So, like, it's different. Um, which is, I think, kind of the, the thing is you have to approach characters who exist you know, outside of the confines of our, you know, existence and scope and moral order as being that. Um, And some people do that successfully and some people don't. And it's, like, I wouldn't be able to write, you know, a Galactus story. Um, But, I mean, that's also the thing, is you don't want to make, like, a really cool, awesome character like Galactus with the cool name Galactus and he's got this like you know 
wild looking design and he eats planets and he's like oh we're the most dangerous thing you can possibly think of but he's not evil and he's got this wild looking sidekick guy um and then just not use that ever again um right like even the fact that like lee and kirby were thinking of like oh, i think three issues is good would be like unheard of in 2018 yeah but also <laughs> you don't want to have like this villain that it's like well he's this big strong god basically but uh the heroes win they, they did then, it again and then he comes back, and he's bigger and stronger, but the heroes still win! And it's like, well, yeah. if he's really that big and that strong, why do they keep beating him? Yeah. I think, like, Galactus has, like, largely avoided this by, like, virtue of having him be just kind of, like, uh, just almost, like, a force of nature in the background of some of these stories, but then there are times when it's like, oh, we gotta team up with Galactus, or like, we gotta save this one planet with Galactus. The only person who I care about teaming up with Galactus is Squirrel Girl, um, for the record. Very good. Um, a good take. Yeah, we got. oh, we gotta stop Galactus. It's like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. And the thing is, I don't even, like... I don't want to read comics that are, like, just about Galactus either because I'm, like, trying to, like, read, like, backstory and it keeps going into, like, and the cosmic beings and here's the name of a planet and here's the name of a different planet and my eyes are just glazing over. Um, but that that's also me. Like, I know there are a lot of people who, like, love, like, the big space opera kind of magic-y, like, you know kirby sci-fi stuff and that's totally cool and valid um i do love galactus it's just like not like my go-to when i want to read co i mean obviously right that's like kind of that's that's probably not something i need to say as like we've we've already number... spoken multiple times about our go-to's <laughs> yeah we you, you know what we like and most of them involve extremely you know, grounded kind of character-driven storytelling instead of, you know, big epic clashes between planets. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to, like, have, maybe Galactus should just, like, leave for, like, it's not gonna happen. Maybe he should just leave for, like, 30 years, and we can all think about what we would do without Galactus. And then he can come back and eat a planet and we'll be like, oh, buddy, back at it again. Except we won't do that because it'll be a threat <laughs> properly. This time he's gonna eat the moon. He never I... promised about the moon. Chomp. Um... Oh no, the tides. <laughs> Galactus, you hecked us over. Um, but yeah, it... It's a very, it's a very weird thing also to have canonically exist in your universe. And, like, your universe is very expansive and has, like, a lot of things in it. Some of them are, you know, artifacts that can remake reality. And some of them are, like, living people who can remake reality. Um, 
But imagine if you just, like, lived in the Marvel Universe and you were just, like, going about your day-to-day -day life and occasionally you would just look out the window and think, there's a huge man out there somewhere just eating planets. <laughs> and we all just gotta live with that. You ever just look out at the night sky and think, wonder how Galactus is doing? Hey, when you, when you go to bed tonight, Look up, blow a kiss to the sky for Galactus. For Galactus. <laughs> for Galactus. Um, did you have any comics you wanted to talk about? I have read some comics. You read some of them. I have read some of them. I fucking finally... I can't remember, Olivia, if I only complained about this to you or if I complained about it on the podcast, but... Trades. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did talk about this on the podcast. Trades with crossover issues. So, no, you know what? I think we talked about it while we were trying to do a promo. That was possible. Uh, but crossovers, right? So, uh... I think I think I actually might have talked about it a little bit while I was in Florida because this is when it f was like I brought Teen Titans Volume 2 with me to read while I am here in Florida. And I got partway through and then I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck happened?" <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. And then I remembered that there was a uh crossover event in there with titans and i was like well great now i have to read titans which i mean i'm not mad about really mm -hmm. i i did read titans volume two and three this week it was very good i also read lazarus contract which was the co the crossover yes which was i mean deathstroke stole stole the speed force so <laughs> he just he just took it it's he, he just he, he he was a he was a bad dad and he was like what if i kidnapped two kids and stole the speed force so that i could run back in time and prevent my son from dying cuz <laughs> yep that will fix all of my problems that's that's about how it goes so, yeah, I read I read that and I also finally got to finish reading Teen Titans Volume 2. But also Hooray. I read Super Sons Volume 3, which was just very chef's kiss. <laughs> God, I love them so much. But uh speaking of Titans, it's DC Don't Kill Wally West Challenge 2018. <laughs> DC leave him alone. It, why why does DC just hate Wally West? I I don't please please you can't just bring him back and then decide you don't really like it that much and you're actually just going to keep killing him off. It's like you bring him back from the the, the, the speed force and then you're like, okay, but what if he died? And then two issues later, you're like, haha, JK. And then in a whole different thing, you're like, but what if he actually died? But listen, 
I think I think he should be dead. Uh, uh, hi, I'm Dan Didio, and I hate Wally West. Um, God, yeah, it's it's a mess. But um, there is good Dick Wally content. This is very true. While all of this is going on, it's like oh oh the content. It is very good content, and the bit in Titans where it's like, but what if Wally West died though? I was. I was genuinely emotional about it, even though that I knew that he didn't actually die because he died yeah. in a different thing. Yeah, exactly. But like April Wolf always says in her podcast, Switchblade Sisters, it's not what happens, but how it happens that makes a story good. <sighs> that was a paraphrase. That's but that's a good point. Yeah. It it's Wally West Don't Die Challenge 2018. Did you read any comics? I know that um, we're recording this before you go to Disney, but yes. Uh, so I will probably these these are actually these are uh, like a a couple weeks old anyways because um, I hadn't gotten around to them. But a couple things I want to shout out. Um, one, there was a new um, Wicked and the Divine uh one shot um which uh if you keep up with wicked and divine you'll know that uh the the events of wicked and divine are established to occur uh every 90 years um so they've done a bunch of one shot issues following these events in like different times that they've happened just like kind of brief vignettes about them. Um, so this one was uh, 1373 AD. Beautiful. Um, so like a, a very spooky medieval uh, event um, called uh, the Transubstantiation of Lucifer. Oh my um, God. So that was rad. Um, I picked up Blackbird which I've uh, loved a lot, written by um, Sam Humphreys with art by uh, Jen Bartell. Um, nice. Who I've, yeah, who if people haven't followed her career have like definitely at least seen her on Twitter because um, she does uh, a decent amount of both original art and fan art that usually get like a lot of attention because it's very good. I have um, mm, several Jen Bartel prints. Yeah, because her art is rad. Um, Such good art. And uh, Blackbird is about um, uh, a young woman uh, discovering that magic is real after uh, an event in her childhood um, from which she was uh, supposed to have her memory erased, but it didn't work. And now she's just trying to, like, discover it again. Um, a lot of some very, very good character designs and some very, very rad monsters. Um, it's just, it's so pretty to look at. You should buy it and just look at it because of how pretty it is. Um, and also, um, issue one of Shatterstar uh, came out this month. Um, if you saw Deadpool 2 and you were like, oh man, that, uh, 
That, that guy with the sword seems pretty cool. I wish, uh... <laughs> I wish all that stuff didn't happen. Um, so, uh... You couldn't see my face, but when you said the word Shatterstar, my eyes went wide and snapped to my microphone, as if that was where you were. <laughs> That's me. Um, so, uh, so if you want to, um, read about a, um, a, a gay former X-Man and his, uh, adventures on earth and also some of the stories of his time as a, a space gladiator uh you know i do yeah this is uh this is the place um written by tim seeley um co-writer of grayson so yeah i was just gonna be all like oh tim seeley joint huh yeah yeah you know one of those one of those tim seeley joints so those are um those are some things i've been checking out um if you want to uh, let us know what you're checking out, um, you should hit us up on uh, all of the places where we are, like Twitter and Tumblr, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Uh, you can find all those. Just look for Capes and Japes. We have a Discord server that you can join to, to chat with us. Um, we have an email if you need to ask us uh questions in private or you have a, a long question that we need to type out a very long response to or anything like that that's uh capes and japes at gmail.com um if you want to leave us a rating or a review we love that with our whole hearts if you want to uh leave us a tip in our tip jar that i can spend on disney souvenirs <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm back from Disney when you're hearing this. So if you leave us a tip, it will It'll be spent on comic books. It'll go to reimburse the Disney yeah. souvenirs. Yeah, exactly. Um, or um, anything you want to do. Tell a friend. Tell a coworker. Tell a person you see on the street with a Batman t-shirt. Any of those. Um, tell your local comic book shop employees, maybe. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> they're good people. Um, if nothing else, you would strike up a conversation with your local comic book shop employees and maybe form a lifelong friendship. Who knows? Um, so try that this week. Um, and then next week you can tell us how that went. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us. Uh, I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman! <laughs> <laughs>